Warren Buffett, BlackRock, and other institutional players dominate investments in commercial aviation. Why? Because it's one of the most profitable and predictable alternative assets that exists. And it's not tied to other markets such as real estate and the stock market. Is it safe? Well, imagine triple net leases to the likes of American Airlines and British Airways. Income is contractual and guaranteed by some of the biggest named airlines in the world. That's why this kind of investment was never available to the ordinary accredited investor. That is until now. Visit accesswealthaviation.com and check it out for yourself. Invest in an institutional team with over 200 plus years of combined investment experience in the aviation sector. Conservative investing with double digit returns and tax advantages. That's accesswealthaviation.com. Accesswealthaviation.com. You are listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast with Buck Joffrey. Get ready to change your life. Welcome, everybody. This is Buck Joffrey with the Wealth Formula Podcast. Uh, before I begin, I just want to remind you, uh, with all this downtime you probably have now, make sure you go check out that wealthformula.com um, website. Lots of resources there, opportunity to catch up on things. Make sure you consider joining the Investor Club. There's also Wealth Formula Network. Uh, it's a, a course followed by a community, uh, online community that uh, I think in these days, I think that kind of thing could be very beneficial to many of you. Check it all out, wealthformula.com. Um, now, this whole thing is totally, this is like an unparalleled situation, right? I've never seen anything like this. Now, what's crazy about it is if you look just a month ago, like say at the beginning of March, um, I am recording uh, this on uh, on April Fool's Day here. But remember a month ago when this coronavirus thing was sort of a, more of a theoretical issue. You know, after all, we only had 15 cases reported in the whole country. No one had died. Sure, we started to see the news in China and Italy, but they seem so far away. And wow, even the, you know, even the president was saying that this whole thing was just going to disappear. But then... Every day, things got substantially worse, exponentially worse, literally exponentially worse. And now, even those who mocked the hysteria at the beginning are now admitting that this is indeed a big deal. It's a big deal. No, I won't pretend that I knew it was coming. I mean, listen, I didn't have the perspective to see it. Uh, and those who did have the perspective in government really didn't make it clear to the rest of us. But it's here now, and it's going to get worse. So there's no sense in uh, finger-pointing. Things are going to get a lot worse. Thousands are going to die. Unemployment will be well over 20%. There will be suffering beyond the disease in the, in the form of financial fallout. We're going to see that. There's no doubt in my mind. But here's the thing. There is some good news in this episode of history and that is that eventually it will be just that. It will be history. Eventually it will be a bad memory. We will move on with our lives as we should, but we should not forget this moment because although history does not repeat itself, it does rhyme. There will be another pandemic eventually, and it could be even worse than the current one. And we shouldn't be surprised when it happens. After all, even though most of us thought this initial thing that was happening with the coronavirus uh, was getting blown out of proportion. 
to a certain degree. There was certainly plenty of evidence at the national security level, you know, within the last three or four years that this kind of, uh, quote, virus X, unquote, was quite possible. I mean, there's plenty of papers written about this as a possibility. But as a society, and again, I'm not blaming anyone. As a society, we knew this was possible and we did nothing to protect ourselves. We can blame the government all we want. We can say, oh, they should have known this happened. But the reality is the government only reflects our own priorities. And unfortunately, our priorities didn't seem to plan for much beyond today or yesterday, as it were. You know, this current pandemic worries me, but the thing about it is I know it's finite. What worries me even more is all of the ticking time bombs that we know that are out there, but frankly, just choose to ignore the same way, ignore the risk of this pandemic. Um, you know, we're, we're being short-sighted on multiple fronts, and I'm just really worried that it's going to bite us in the ass. You know, for example, okay, we know that our power grid is vulnerable to the cyber attack. And if our grid went out tomorrow, it would mean more than the lights going out. It would mean, amongst other things, hospitals being rendered non-functional. It would mean a shutdown of communication of all kind. No more clean running water. People would die. It's a very scary thing that national security is identified as a threat, but we do not have the appetite to spend on infrastructure and defense now. And therefore, unfortunately, you know, we're just waiting for this ticking time bomb to go off and fix it when it happens uh, at the expense of trillions of dollars and probably lots of lost lives again. Another case in point. Now, I know this one is politically a, a little bit of a button that usually I don't like to push, but climate change. I don't understand, frankly, why climate change opinions seem to be uh, affected by party and, you know, why they're divided on party lines. I don't really understand. And why is it that I'm an anomaly and that I am a fiscal conservative, but I'm open to the idea that there is potentially serious hazard and ignoring climate change is a real issue um, that should be confronted. Why is that a political issue? Why was coronavirus a political issue? It makes no sense. You know, it doesn't take a meteorologist to figure out that something funky is going on when thousand-year storms start happening every couple of years. And although I believe personally that it's man-made in nature, you don't even have to believe that to believe that there's something happening and that if we don't, could have deadly consequences to us or our children if we simply call it a hoax, right? Okay, so I know some of you are getting worked up already, but let me ask you this. Would we be better off Today, if as a country we'd taken coronavirus more seriously two months ago, even if coronavirus ended up being just another flu, would we have suffered by being overly conservative with preparation, early lockdowns? Of course not. So why not look at this other issue of climate change the same way? In my mind, if those of us who think climate change is a serious danger to the world you know, and, and say we're wrong, say we're completely wrong, that this is not a big deal at all. And, and, and everybody who says it's a hoax is right. What's the worst thing that could happen? Well, cleaner air and water, right? I mean, that's what could happen. What's the downside? The downside is huge. That's asymmetric risk. Anyway, save yourself with the, you know, time if you've got some hate mail for me, because I don't really have the time for it. And I, I'm not, I'm not here to uh, argue politics. I'm just telling you that I think there's dangers out there, whether it be the grid, climate, whatever, that I think that we have to address that can't be reversed simply with, 
you know, the creation of a vaccination. Bottom line is, I hope that the end of this, you know, at the end of this national nightmare, we can start looking at where else our exposure is and start coming up with some plan B's that might be needed, uh, you know, when a second passport does you no good because it's just something that it's a big problem in the entire world and, and it affects us as human beings. It's, um, you know, it is a time right now that I think we should all use for reflection at the macro level like this. Of course, the micro level is obvious too. And of course, this is, again, not a political show. My opinions are my own and they're not along any sort of party lines. They're just my own silly opinions. So we'll keep this about money. And I will say that there is plenty of lessons to be learned uh, by this kind of thing, in a, uh, you know, as a financial stress test as well. The government is doing what it can to keep us on life support until we get that cure or vaccination right now, as you know. Um, but, you know, my friend Tom Wheelwright uh, is a very smart guy, and he's going to be on this week's podcast to talk about all of what's going on with the, you know, the CARE Act and all this. Tom is uh, the Michael Jordan of CPAs. He's uh, Robert Kiyosaki CPAs. He's my CPA, not that I have, you know, Robert CPA's, um, you know, type of money. But uh, he's a brilliant entrepreneur as well. He's literally saved me millions of dollars in taxes over the last several years in a very legal way. In fact, um, you know, this is a very pod, very important podcast to listen to because this CARE Act has got some interesting things uh, going on with it. And you may come away from this podcast realizing that you could actually potentially come out ahead in the financial sense because of the tax relief provided by this disaster bill. Anyway, make sure to listen to this podcast. And when we come back, we'll have Tom Wheelwright. Worried about saving too little too late for retirement? The Wealth Accelerator may be exactly what you need. With the help of some of the oldest and most reliable insurance companies in the country, Wealth Accelerator allows you to take most of the upside of any good year in the stock market and use bank loans to magnify those returns significantly. And what if the stock market has a bad year? No need to fear. Wealth Accelerator is engineered so you don't participate in the losses of the market, no matter how bad of a year it is. Sounds too good to be true, right? But it's not. It's simply the same financial engineering that the ultra-wealthy have been doing for years. Now it's your turn. Check it out for yourself by going to WealthFormulaBanking.com. Again, that's WealthFormulaBanking.com. Self-storage is a necessary evil. It's where you keep your stuff and forget about it. No wonder this stuff is so profitable and recession resistant. The Wealth Formula community, well, we've benefited from that. We've made lots of money in this space with Reliant Real Estate, one of the largest self-storage companies in the country. With an average investor internal rate of return of almost 34%, with hold times just over three and a half years, these guys know what the meaning of velocity of money is. If you're an accredited investor, make sure to check out what they're up to right now at ReliantFund4.com. Again, that's ReliantFund4.com. 
Welcome back to the show, everyone. Uh, today, my guest uh, is no guest, or is no uh, is no is really not a guest. He's uh, he's practically family on this show at this point. Uh, he's my CPA. Uh, he's a celebrity CPA. He's sort of the Michael Jordan of CPAs. Robert Kiyosaki uses him, etc. He is a Tom Wheelwright of Tax Free Wealth. Tom, welcome back. Hey, thanks, but always good to be with you. Always good to be with your people. You know, we have so many clients that are, you know, subscribers of yours and members of yours, and they are absolutely our favorite clients. So, well, I appreciate that. That's uh, that's very of kind that. of you. Um, you know, and and we were just talking offline. I mean these uh, these are crazy times, and I'm um, trying to you know, get some of the smartest people out there to, to talk about what's going on, coming up with some strategies. Um, now you have a unique position, Tom, as a, you know, as a tax, uh, uh, and wealth advisor, as a small business owner yourself, as an entrepreneur, what are you seeing from each one of these perspectives out there right now? So it's, uh, fascinating. The CPAs are truly on the front lines. I mean, we're like we're 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 like the um, healthcare professionals of the financial industry right now. <laughs> That's I, I'm not kidding. Right. I was I was joking with one of our members. You know, we have 35 members in our accounting uh, firm network, and I was joking with him the other day. He said he said I said you're an essential service because he's in Connecticut, and and they're getting hit hard like New York. And he goes, yeah, he says, we're saving the world one tax return at a time. <laughs> there you go. And I'm laughing, but the reality is our clients are all talking to us about these loans in this new, new bill that the house just passed. Um, you know, we're, you know, we're looking, our, our clients are talking to us about the tax um, issues, the, 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 the new tax provisions in the new bill, which by the way, are stellar. We can talk about that a little later. Um, and then on the other hand, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm being with clients. I've got a uh, client who, um, you know, a lot, I mean, some of your, some of your people, frankly, yeah. Buck, yeah. that are really struggling. I have a client that is uh, a very successful um, physician and uh, told me the other day that he took an 80% pay cut. Really? 80%. And for the no fault of his, it's just <laughs> that, it's just that because we don't have gowns and masks that they've shut down you know what they call yeah. non-essential medical, which is just ridiculous because we should have had gowns and masks, you know, months ago. I mean, right. the, the whole, you know, I mean, if you ever wanted to complain about the government, now would be the time. Right. But the, the bigger question I always think is, okay, I can't control the government. I have no say over government. So what do I do with, uh, I can't do anything about the economy, but I sure can about my economy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so what are you, you know, what does it look like? I mean, at least from from what you're seeing when you look at the business, small businesses out there, uh, how long are most businesses equipped for this kind of total freeze on the economy? I mean, I, I'm, when I when I look at it, and obviously I've got small business activity myself, and fortunately I have more than one business, and you know, <laughs> while one one or two of them are getting completely decimated, the other ones, fortunately, are you know shielded to a certain extent, but, but what are you seeing? Like, you know, in your typical small business, what is the, what is the threshold of like complete catastrophe? Well, so uh, the reality is I, I think it's two or three months. 
Yeah. You know, maybe four uh, as a general rule. Um, the, the, the biggest challenge is, is that you've, you, you can't wait. Um, we found this in 2008, right? Because 2008 was another financial crisis. Very different because that was a banking crisis. This is not a banking crisis. This is a Main Street crisis. Um, but what what we what we found back then is that people waited too long to lay people off. Yeah. They waited too long to reduce salaries. They waited too long to pay attention. And what we're seeing now is is that businesses are being much better about that. So I'm seeing um, in the last two weeks. Uh, I would say any business that's struggling has been laying people off or, yeah. or saying, okay, or, or at least reducing um, their, you know, pay um, saying, look, you know, when it's good, we'll, we'll be good. But right now it's bad and we're trying to stay afloat. So, you know, the, I think those are the two choices right now for the businesses that are struggling. On the other hand, you have businesses that are absolutely booming right yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, like any, you know, if you're selling, Toilet paper. Think, think about it. If, if, well, or bicycles. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. roller skates. Or, yeah. you know, or, I mean, if you're selling things that, that people really want and need right now, you're in great shape. But if you're, um, you know, like us, I mean, you know, our, our CPA firms, I mean, we're in such high demand right now. We, we, our struggle is, is that we have clients that are struggling, so they're going to struggle yeah. to pay us. Yeah. You know, so that, that's the ripple effect. The ripple effect is your business might be fine, but are your customers able to pay you for yeah. what, you know, for what they need from you? So it's, it's quite the balancing act, I think. So along that lines, we were talking a little bit, um, you know, you were, you were kind of telling me your, uh, the, 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 um, congressional plan, the bail, uh, you've read it and you know, what's going on with it. What is, what does it look like to you? Um, in, in a word, what it looks like to me, can, can we be, can we be honest? Oh, here? Of course. It looks like pork to yeah. me. Yeah. That's what it looks like. So I think it does. I think it does help the worker and particularly the unemployed worker, because the unemployed worker, there are going to be unemployed workers. I talked to my son, who's a bartender, and he had to choose between unemployment or to retain his health insurance. And the bar let him keep his health insurance because um, the bar can, you know, they're okay. They were prepared. They can handle, uh, you know, a month or so. But um, the reality is, is he would make more money being unemployed Right. Than he ever did as a bartender because of this new bill. I mean, not only do you get your regular unemployment, you get an additional $600 per week. So there's a, there's a, actually, a, and this was the complaint that some of the Republican senators had right on uh, Monday. And that's why they were, they were concerned about it. It is, it, it does look like the Democrats are trying to buy votes here. That, that's what it looks like. To me, it looks like the Democrats are trying to buy votes and the Republicans are trying to take care of their, basically cronies, right? Because you look at the small business funding and yeah, there's small business loans out there, but the way the bill's written, it appears to me that McDonald's is a small business because they're looking at location by location. So while, while the franchises may indeed be struggling right now, I, I don't know if they are, but they may be. Um, it, it looks to me like the big companies are going to have, um, you know, they're really going to go out and they're, of course, they're going to attack these loans. And the question is, will there be anything left for the, the truly the, you know, main street business? Yeah. And I think that's, uh, that's the, the real fear, right? Because so many people are employed by those businesses and, you know, yes, people need money right now. They need to eat. They need to, you know, 
in some cases, you know, pay rent, although there's, you know, some optionality well, that, to that. Even yeah, that, 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 that's in the <laughs> bill, right? right? You can't evict. So here's an interesting one. Like you can't evict for 120 days and you can get your mortgage taken care of for 90 days. So if you're in multifamily, right. you, you can't, you've got 120 days, you can't evict, but you're only going to get relief for 90 days. So that's a little disconnect on the timing there. Yeah, I'm um, so I'm, I think I think there are some multifamily people. I know you yeah. do a lot of multifamily. Um, if if you are well prepared for this, multifamily is going to be fine. Because yeah. it's not like you're not going to lose tenants. They're just gonna, not going to be able to pay, right? Yeah. On the other on the other hand, if you are if you are kind of thin in the first place and not paying attention, uh, I think we're going to see some bargains out there in the next year on those multifamilies. Yeah, and then just just from my perspective, I'll kind of fill you in. Um, now, I don't know if the bill changes what we uh, what we knew of even yesterday, but basically the idea was if uh, Freddie and Fannie, uh, if you have agency debt, uh, if you are willing to say you're not evicting anybody, uh, they're willing to uh, do forbearance uh, up for up to I think ninety days. Yeah, but, but here's that's right. the here's the catch. In order for you to ever evict somebody, you have to go back and pay and catch up. So it's not really a true <laughs> forbearance, right? Um, right? Now, in our case, luckily, everything that we've done, we have, you know, substantial, um, you know, we, we have a really good, we're capitalized really well. And we, we're really in a position to, okay, if we have to, we'll just pay and pay expenses for, you know, the next 90 days. But, but you're right. People who have been struggling with cash flow, operators that have been struggling for cash flow, they're toast because to me, uh, one of two things happens, right? They can either just have people uh, not pay rent and they walk away uh, from the beginning, or they take up Freddie and Fannie, in which case they get into this, you know, bargain with the devil that they're never going to get out of. It's going to be impossible. And well, so that's the same thing. So for example, um, one of the, actually, I think one of the nice provisions of this bill is uh, businesses under 500, you can defer your payroll tax. <clears throat> so you've actually got two different provisions in here and we don't know exactly how they're going to apply. But one is that the employer side of payroll tax, you can defer and you're not, and you defer all of your, all of the employer side of payroll tax. So that's all of the employer side of FICA and, and Medicare, right. Can be deferred um, for the entire rest of the year. And then you don't have to start paying it back until December of 2021, you pay back 50% and December of 2022, you pay back the other 50%. So that's one that actually I think is a good provision because everybody gets it. it you don't have to apply to SBA. You don't have to talk to your bank. You just get it. But okay? you still got to pay like it. That. But you still got to pay it, right? right. You, no, you, you, just, right. you just don't pay. That's <clears throat> just an expense you don't have. Right. Um, right and, and you're going to owe it. Okay. And you have right. to know that you know, when the economy rebounds, you've got to set that money aside. But for now, that's actually, you know, it's fairly serious. I mean, if you have 50 employees or 100 employees, you know, you've got some serious payroll. You may have a million dollars of payroll easily in a month. And, um, you know, 7% uh, is, is, you know, 7 8% is pretty serious money on yeah. that payroll. Um, you're talking about $80,000 a month that you're able to defer and you're able to def basically take eight months worth um, nine months worth, sorry, April through January, nine months worth of, you know, so that's, 
you know, nine, you know, nine times 80 in that case, you're talking about 700 grand. So that's some pretty serious money that's available. That's available right away. Also, there's a payroll tax credit for certain, um, not everybody, but certain really hit hard small businesses. And so that credit is available as well. So there are some, there are some good things in the bill. Don't get me wrong. I just, um, I don't love that really more than half the bill goes to, um, I think, you know, um, people who probably could survive without it. Yeah. So, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's emphasize a little bit more on the tax side. Cause you said there was some, you know, you really like, uh, yes. so what, what, what are we going to come out of this? Um, you know, on, the, on the positive side of things. Oh my heavens. So there's some great stuff here, Buck. So <laughs> thank you for having me on. I mean, actually today is exactly yeah. the right day to have me on because the bill just passed the house, which means that the president will probably sign it later today yeah. is my guess. Cause he'll sign it during prime time. Right. Right. Um, <clears throat> so here's a couple of big things. First of all, you remember in the 2017 act um, on real estate, they made a mistake with respect to um, tenant, tenant improvements restaurants, a quali- what they called qualified improvement property. And, and it turned out that that ended up being 39-year property or 27-year property instead of 15-year property. And remember, of course, the reason that's so important is because if it's 15-year property, you get bonus depreciation. Right. So you're talking about the difference between 2 to 3% depreciation a year and 100% in the year you do it. Yeah. Okay, they fixed that and they fixed it retroactively. So if you capitalize your, ten, your, your qualified improvements, which means your tenant improvements and, you know, if you're a restaurant, et cetera, if you were under that and you capitalize those for 2018, you can file an amended return and get that money back. Okay. So you should be able to go back and get that bonus depreciation. I'm sure they're going to provide for that mechanism. Okay. So, so that's one big one. Another one is, um, and one I saw, they talked about, it's not as big as what the media thinks it is. Um, remember, we had this loss provision where you can only use up to $500,000 of losses from business mm-hmm. against really non-business income. Now, non-business income is very restricted, right? Non-business income includes retirement income and portfolio income, dividends, interest, et cetera. So, um, you know, they're, they're talking in the news yesterday. This is a big giveaway to real estate developers. And I'm going, I don't know any real estate developers who get dividends. Right. You know, <laughs> right. That's not where they make their money. Their, right. their income is all business income and they don't have that limitation anyway. Right. I just, I don't have any clients limited by that $500,000 sure. um, exception. However, it, I mean, you know, if, if, if that is an issue for you, I mean, it's, it's a nice benefit. Sure. Right. I mean, it, you get to use that loss. Another one is um, net operating loss carrybacks. So w- w- in 2017, they moved it to carry forward only. Now you've got a five year carryback. So if you had a loss last year, okay, now of course this year you have to wait till the end of the year. So this is not a provision that it ha- that helps very many people immediately. Right. Um, but you're allowed to carry back five years now. So losses for, um, you know, for a couple of years here in this period are going to be able to be carried back for five years and so you can get a refund. So if you did have a net operating loss last year, instead of carrying it for 2020 to 2020, you can actually carry it back and get your taxes back from prior years. So that's actually something that people ought to be talking to their CPAs about. 
Um, another one is, and this is, a, I, I think, a big one for um, probably, you know, it's really a middle income provision. And that is that if you're hit by this um, virus crisis, that what I, what I call the mm-hmm. virus crisis, mm-hmm. um, if, if, if you're really hit by this, either your sales have gone down or you have people that have, you know, gotten the virus or you've gotten the virus or whatever, um, you actually um, can take out a up to a hundred thousand dollars from your IRA um, without paying any tax this year, no penalties, and you can spread it over three years. So that hundred thousand, that's something that people ought to be looking at if they qualify for it. But again, you're going to want to sit down with your CPA to see if you qualify for it. Uh, The other thing they did in the same vein was with 401ks, uh, you know, historically you've been able to borrow $50,000 from the 401k. Now you can borrow a hundred thousand. And, and, and if it was due on the, at the end of this year, it's, it, it, you're, um, let's say you already have one out and it was due at the end of this year, you don't have to pay it for another year. So there's some deferral provisions in there that are good too. So the retirement uh, income, was it for the IRA too? Was that also just a loan or was that being? No, that, that, what that means is you can take that, that hundred thousand dollars out early right from your IRA. You can take it out early, not pay the 10% penalty. And then you can spread it over three years. So you spread it over 2020, 2021, and 2022. So instead of picking it all up in one year where, where it would push your tax ah. rate up, you get to spread it out and you don't have to pay tax on it. Now, let me tell you why my favorite <laughs> tax provision yeah. in this, um, and there's one more I want to talk about for the real estate people, because I know you got a lot of yeah. real estate people. Yeah. Um, and that's the, the, that's the, the interest um, uh, question. Okay. So we'll talk about that in a minute, but the, um, the other one is not only do we, we all know that we got an extension to pay and to file to July 15th, right? That was announced uh, a week ago. Now what we have is a deferral of our estimated payments. So if you're an entrepreneur, you know, you make an estimated payment in April, you make one in June and you make another one in September. Mm -hmm. Those three payments are not due now until October 15th. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, that's great because then that's usually when we pay anyway. (laughs) Right. But here's the window of opportunity. Here's the window of opportunity. It's, you could just defer, but if, if you were to, and and you and I've been working on, on this and you know, I, I've been working on this with some of you know, some of our new clients that, that you've referred over to us. If you create a, a tax strategy between now and October 15th, you may not have to pay that at all. Because you may be able to to reduce your taxes so much by creating this plan of action that instead of paying a huge payment on October 15th, you may be able to pay, you know, half as much on October 15th or a lot less on October 15th. <clears throat> so I, I think that's a huge, huge, huge window of opportunity that we have that instead of having to worry about, okay, do I make my April payment? Because that's in two weeks, right? Do I make my April 15th payment? And then, okay, but now I don't have money to, you know, to hire a CPA to, to help me with my taxes, to help me with my strategy. Okay. No, now I have that money. So the money that I would have spent, you know, on my estimated payment, I have available to me in order to prevent future taxes. To me, that's a window of opportunity. Very few people are talking about. Yeah, sure. But when you consider that, so let me ask you a question, but do you think we're going to see some bargains in the market later this year? Yeah, I do. I think uh, particularly, probably, I would say Q4, you're going to really see the fallout of, of what we're seeing right now because that's when so, the guardrails come off. 
So if you, so, so think about this from a timing <clears throat> standpoint, yeah, cause I agree yeah, with you. Yeah. I think Q4, maybe even the, even, maybe even Q3, yeah. we're going to see some pretty big bargains in multifamily and, uh, and commercial and other real estate. Okay. Yeah. So I know people who are prepared for this. They're, <laughs> I was talking to, I was talking to my friend who's a, a commercial attorney. He says his clients, um, cause he works with, you know, a lot of real estate developers, et cetera. He goes, his clients are prepared for this. They've been waiting for this. Yeah. I mean, they literally have been waiting for this opportunity. And he goes, they're going to make more money this year than they've made in 10 years. And if, if you think that you, you know, there's that opportunity for you towards the end of the year. Well, okay. Now that can create some tax opportunities as long as you plan. Now, if you wait to here, here's the challenge. People say, well, well, okay, well, when I do that, then I'll, then I'll just get the tax benefit. No, it doesn't work that way. You know very well with the passive loss rules that if you don't plan ahead of time, you don't get those losses. Yep. So we have to do the planning now so that you can get those losses in November, October, November, December. And so that's, to me, the big window opportunity that I find that people aren't quite connecting the dots on that. And, you know, we're, we're doing everything we can to help people connect the dots. And I know you are too. So yeah. I, I appreciate what you're doing, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys actually right now, um, <clears throat> you're running, I mean, to encourage that. And I think, well, listen, listen, one of the things I've been telling people is that right now, while this is all kind of shaking out, uh, it's a good time to go back to basics, you know, to make sure that you're, you know, asset protection, your estate planning, insurance, all that stuff is in place, but also a good time to get your tax planning strategies done once and for all. I mean, if you've been thinking about doing things with, you know, like with Tom, with WealthAbility, uh, now would be a perfect time. And and you guys actually have, um, you know, you, you have some promotional things going on to that effect. Is that right? We do actually. So, okay. You're the, you're the first. Okay. I'm going yeah. to go ahead and announce this for the month of April. What we're going to do is, is that anybody signs up for, you know, to do that tax strategy with us during the month of April, we're going to do their personal return and their, and one of their business returns for free the first year. Whoa. So hey, wait a, a second. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't have one of those going back 10 years things, does it, Tom? <laughs> it's from date of enactment, just like the bill, Buck. It's from date of enactment, okay? We're going we're gonna, to we're, we're gonna do this one month. We're only going to do it one month because it's obviously it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, you know, you're talking about a personal return that, you know, with, with people that, you know, Buck, you know, those are not simple personal returns and you're talking about a business, one, one of the business returns. So, you know, not all the business returns that would put us under, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but, right. one, but, but the personal return, one of the business returns, we're going to do that. Anybody who signs up during the month of April. Wow. So okay. we're, um, we're actually pretty excited about that. We think it's, uh, uh, you know, it's part of what we're giving back, frankly. Yep. Um, true. You know, I mean, it, uh, we think it's a good business decision, but, but from a, from a, how can we help the community right now? To me, that's a way we can help is look, we want to reduce your taxes. We, we also know that you're concerned about your cash flow. And so we're trying to help with that cash flow by giving this, um, really this special offer that we have never even considered before um, because we're in this uh, crisis, frankly. 
So, Tom, just for clarity, there's a lot of people I know in, um, you know, certainly listeners of our show and stuff who have, um, you know, probably connected with you guys at WealthAbility have said, yeah, this is something I want to do. I just don't know what the timing is. With those people who've already connected with you, who've not signed, would those people qualify for that promotion? So, absolutely. A- anybody, anybody who signs in April is going to get that promotion. So yeah, I mean, now would be the time if you've been waiting and you're going, ah, when, when do I do this, et cetera. Here's the other thing. Remember, and, and this is something that I've seen. I don't know if you've seen this, but but people seem to have a little more time. Yeah. They're not commuting. Right. Uh, uh, one of our members was telling me yesterday that he did a, a, a forum group on Zoom, like, like we're doing. He did a forum with all of his dental clients. Well, they're not working at all right now. They're, they're out of business because of the, the virus. And so they're working on their planning. They're yep. working on their plan for what, what do we do when we come back? Because we know we're going to come back, right? And so, you know, we look at this and we go, all right, we, we think there's a window here. Yeah. We think there's something special we can do here and we just want to do what we can do to, to contribute to that. That's awesome. So if, if people are interested in that, they go to, um, uh, and if they have not been in touch with somebody that go to wealthability.com. Um, com. So it's wealthability.com and we'll just, also just, put a, and, and, and we'll do, and we'll do, and we'll do a free consultation. So the initial consultation and the reality is we'll look at your tax return. We actually have some pretty sophisticated tools. It's not just our people who are looking at it, but we actually have tools to look at your tax return and uh, they're brand new tools, Buck, by the way, we have not shared those with you before <laughs> yet. Um, we're um, working out some of the bugs in them, but um, those tools basically will tell us, can we help you or can't we help you? And, and they'll really give us a very quick analysis of your tax return from last year. Okay. Now, granted this year may be a little different, so we'll kind of look at that too, but they'll look at your tax return from last year and say, okay, if you had been with us last year and we'd had a strategy in place, how much money could you have saved? And so we don't want to take a client that we can't help. I mean, the reality is we, I'm a, as you know, Buck, I, you know, I love words of affirmation, right? I, right. I, I like people telling me they like me. Um, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I'm, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very open and honest about that one. Right. Um, and I don't want clients who don't like me. Right. I mean, I, 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 you know, you don't want an happy customer. You don't yeah, want a happy right. client. So we'll only take you on if we are really clear that we can actually do something for you. And we, and we think our experiences that, um, Within three months, we can reduce seriously reduce people's taxes. I know you saw it when we oh, yeah. started working with for you. For sure, for sure. And uh, we we're pretty confident in that uh, in that brand promise. So that's a huge opportunity, folks. Um, certainly, uh, if you are already uh, you know in in queue and and ready to pull the trigger, it's probably a good idea to do that. Otherwise, you know, be in touch with WealthAbility. And one thing I'll just uh, just mention is is whoever you speak to there, do mention that you're a listener uh, of the show because we do have a certain kind of, um, you know, we, we do have philosophies and we have certain ways we talk and think. And sometimes it's nice to pair up with somebody you can talk to over there who is familiar with our show as well. Um, you have, you know, you've been, um, you know, you're, you're, you're a young lad. I know. Uh, <laughs> oh no, I am now elderly, pal. <laughs> I've learned just last week that I'm elderly. <laughs> right. Um, I didn't want to say that, but uh, you're an experienced guy. 
have seen a lot of stuff happen. I mean, I don't think anybody's seen anything like this happen unless you live, live through. Like, not not the unless you live during the depression. Right. Yep. Right. Um, the people that you've seen go through 2008 through, you know, some of the other major setbacks in the economy, you've seen them. What, what do they do differently in this type of setting? What are the attitudes that they have that are mm. different than everybody else? Good, good question. Um, uh, number one is they don't panic. That's number one. They don't panic. Um, they, um, you know, it's okay to have a, a, a meltdown one night. And, you know, I mean, we've probably all been through that in the last couple of weeks going, Oh my heavens, the world is, is, is the whole world is falling apart. And, you know, you're going to have those moments. Don't worry about that, but you don't panic. You don't panic sell. Okay. And you don't panic buy. You know, I mean, right. I love it. I loved it when Costco the other day um, came out and said, we're not going to accept returns of toilet paper because people were hoarding it. They were buying yeah. 200 rolls of toilet paper and yeah. cleaning the shelves off so that, or, or baby wipes. And, and, you know, we have grandchildren that they need baby wipes. Right. Right. So, you know, if don't, don't panic sell, but also don't panic buy. Right. And so that's, that's number one. Okay. Second of all, t now's the time of all time to sit back and say, okay, the world has changed. To think that this is a, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be done with this in a couple of weeks is, you know, you, yeah. you also believe in the Easter Bunny, right? Right. So that's just not going to happen. This is a, this is going to cause some permanent changes to the way people do business. In yep. one, you're going to see a lot more video like this, right? And a lot fewer people actually go to conferences because people are going to get used to it. Yep. Okay. They're going to be comfortable. We actually do all of our team meetings now, of course, on, you know, um, like, like this, right? Video conferencing. And we're liking it. I mean, yeah. we're really enjoying it. it. We can we can connect more often. We can connect for shorter periods of time. We don't have to travel. Um, so when you think about your business or you think about your investing, one of the things that the smart people are doing right now is they are planning <clears throat> for their life three, six, nine months from now. Okay. So I would say that's number two is they are planning now. They're not saying, I'm just going to sit tight and watch uh, Netflix. Okay. Right. I'm going to actually mm -hmm. take this opportunity because I, I do have more time because I'm not driving. Okay. I'm not going to the grocery store. I'm not doing these things and they're taking the time to get education. So that, that, and, and, and to, to, I'm sorry to plan. The third thing is, is the education. So what we found with um, 2008 and nine is we did have some really smart real estate people go out of business. They came back of course, with a vengeance in 2011 and 12, right? Um, they're not in the same place they were in 2008 because they learned, okay, wait a minute, like you were talking about, we need to be well capitalized. Right. The companies who are well capitalized are fine because they go, this is not going to last forever. They are working diligently on vaccine. They're working diligently on a cure. Okay, yep. so both of those are actually legitimately possible. I talked to actually one of your people um, yesterday, who's a, who's a client of ours. Um, and they said, you know what, a, a, a cure is, or, or a, 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 maybe not complete cure, but something that would keep the people from dying from it, um, is, is really 
possible within the next two months. Yeah. Okay. A vaccine he's thinking is possible even as soon as the fall. Okay. So you're not talking about a really long period of time. You're not talking about years and years of this, right? You're talking about six months, a year, maybe 18 months, I think at the outset. And so what are you going to do? And, and the biggest thing you can do right now, of course, is really what, what you and I basically spend our lives doing, um, which is getting educated yep. and, and providing education. If you have something, I did a podcast this morning with uh, Tom Rath, who y- y'all know from um, his, his books are like the best-selling books of all time on Amazon. Um, uh, you know, Strength Finder 2.0, that's his book. Okay. So y'all know that book. Um, and he said, you know what, you, you do have to look at your strengths and look at what can you contribute? He actually came up, he came up with this great word. I'm looking at it right now. Could contrib, contribify, <laughs> contribify, uh-huh. you know? So, and I love that, you know, he's talking about what can we do right now to serve other people? And yeah. the biggest thing we can do, I think is educate people with what, is useful for them that we know right now. And the other flip, the flip side of that is, okay, then we need to get educated. Right. So I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm going, okay, I'm reading the bill, right? I'm, I'm reading the new bill. I'm reading things and I'm doing that, but I'm also reaching out to colleagues and friends and saying, who do you know? What do you know about this? I mean, I'm talking to a guy on Monday that is an SBA uh, loan broker. So, I mean, I'm going to send my clients to him and say, look, you're an expert in this. I'm not. I can help them put the package together. But as far as actually getting it done, I need help with that. So the other thing I would say that that, uh, the really successful people do, and I'll end with this, is they get help. They, they're, they're, you know, do it yourself. Three most expensive words in the English language. They get help and they have, they build their team. They get help. They find mentors. They find people who can do things that they can't do and teach them things that they don't know. Yeah. It's like, uh, the old saying that never let a crisis go to waste. Right. And that's kind of what we've got right now. We've got a situation where, uh, in, in many respects, it's, it's a dry run for something that could, could be, could be a lot worse. I mean, I'm not saying this is not bad. That, that That's for sure. But as you mentioned, this has got sort of a defined beginning and end to it, whether that's, you know, a few months to a year or whatever the case may be. Um, you may you may find that you've got, you know, things that you can stress test right now. And you can look at what mm-hmm. happens if, you know, the, the Dow falls off the cliff like it did. Are you prepared for that? What are you hedged in? You know, what's your what's your other plan? And so. So not only the um, you know the uh, the opportunities, the business opportunities, et cetera, but also the defensive stuff. And so, um, again, great time to sit back and think about that. And part of that is um, your tax planning, which again, I will tell you, as everyone listening to the show knows, it's um, to me you can't you can't be a good investor without having a good tax plan. It just doesn't make any sense, right? It's like only looking at your top line and not looking at your bottom line. So, um, Tom, once again, wealthability.com, uh, the offer, uh, is spectacular. One free return along with, uh, you know, doing your, uh, uh, doing your planning, uh, great opportunity. And I want to thank you again, as always, uh, for being on Wealth Formula Podcast today. 
Always happy to be here, Buck. Thank you so much. And thank and I want to thank all your listeners because I know a lot of them are medical professionals and uh, you guys are frontline. Thank you for that. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it. And certainly give, uh, you know, if you are thinking about this sort of wealth ability uh, tax planning thing, this is an incredible offer. Um, you know, these uh, tax returns are not cheap. And to get a, uh, you know, get one for free as part of your planning is actually a real coup. So definitely check it out. Um, you know, I've gotten emails from some of you even in the last, you know, couple of weeks, just you know, your CPAs are confused and they just have no clue what's going on because you're investing in real estate. You're doing things outside of the usual stuff. And, you know, they're so confused and they're uh, they're not going to help you <laughs> with what you need. So definitely check it out. Go to wealthability.com. Uh, and that's uh, basically all I have for you this week. I do want to just uh, you know, again, uh, hopefully that you uh, hope you and your family the best and that you can stay safe. Um, and uh, that's it for me this week on Wealth Formula Podcast. This is Buck Joffrey signing off. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast. Visit us on the web at wealthformula.com. The information contained in this podcast are opinions, not fact. As always, consult your own financial team before making any investment. See you next time. Buck Joffrey here from Save You with Buck Joffrey. Aging might become reversible over the next 10 to 20 years. It's already being done in lab animals, so it's just a matter of time. Our challenge? To be healthy enough for when that time comes. As a former scientist and surgeon myself, my goal is to figure out how to do that and to share it with you. I wrote a book called Living Longer for Busy People that you can download for free at sapiopodcast.com. You'll be amazed at just how a few daily adjustments can add years of a healthy life for you. Again, download it for free, sapiopodcast.com.